You know, when you get really good stuff inside your email box, it just makes your heart happy. I know, I know, email and happiness, those two words may not necessarily go together automatically in our brains, but I will tell you that when we receive emails in our inboxes from women around, not just, I was going to say around the country, I'm in the U.S., but we have listeners in Egypt, we have listeners in Israel, we have listeners in South America, we have listeners in countries and names that are a little more challenging for me to pronounce. And yet, we know that regardless of which language you speak, women throughout the world are struggling in their stepmom role because they don't really have community. They feel all alone. So I want to give a special welcome shout out to Meg and to Beth, who emailed us, we are so excited to welcome you into our sacred stepmama community because we know, well, one, we do need community, but two, we cannot do this without Jesus. Hey, today's episode is all about reflecting on what it means to feel isolated and rejected and alone. And this is from a book I collaborated on last year in 2022. It was really, really difficult to sit down and write a book chapter about a part of my stepmom journey. But this book titled Hold On to Hope is all about holding on to hope. (laughs) And our hope is in Jesus. We know that for sure. Our hope is in Jesus. Now, what we are working on is figuring out, okay, so when we read this scripture verse, How does it apply to me in my stepmom journey? What does it mean to truly love? What does it mean to truly forgive? In today's episode, you'll hear my reflections on a challenging part of my journey when my stepson was in his senior year in high school. If you're familiar with some of the high school traditions, at least in the U.S., there are lots of celebrations for seniors throughout the year. And so this chapter focuses on one of those particular celebrations. So I want to give a special shout out to Cassie Swift, who has been a tremendous friend and mentor in the process. And we actually recorded a couple of podcast episodes together, and that was so much fun. So, so much fun to get to know Cassie. And that's what's interesting about when you create connections with other people that you never know what God is going to do with those. So thank you, Cassie, for the opportunity to contribute to the book and really to learn more about my own personal journey so that I could help other stepmoms too. Because the things that we're feeling, the, the, the hurt and the shame and the rejection, those are real things. Today's episode number 126 is, hmm, it's like a sacred stepmama shorty on steroids. You know what that means? That means Bibles and journals at the ready. And if you'd like to get the mini journal that goes along with today's episode so you can follow along and respond to the prompts. So you're going to get prompted throughout the episode to boss me around and hit pause and hit play throughout the episode as you reflect on how does this story apply to me? Because even if you don't have seniors in high school, That doesn't mean that this story will not resonate with your heart. And I know that because in the review process of the story, other friends of mine, other writers reviewed the story and gave me helpful feedback on how to make it stronger. But they were also 
blown away by how this experience gets to the heart of the hard in our stepmama journey. Okay, stepmama, if you are ready, a couple of, couple of things you can do. So you might be driving somewhere and you are unable to send us an email at friends at stepfamilypodcast.com right now. And that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. But I guess you could pull over on the side of the road and send us a quick email. I don't know about printing though. So if you are driving or you are busy doing the laundry or changing the baby's diaper, no worries. You can still listen in and pause and reflect on these things. We do encourage you to send us an email and ask us for the mini journal so you can follow along at another time as well to continue this reflection. Because God has something in today's episode for you. I just know it. Are you ready to get to it? You're listening to Jen Rogers on Bold and Blended Stepmoms, and I am so excited to get this episode rolling. Okay, Stepmama, are you ready to get to it? Let's do it. Are you tired of all the double standards for stepmoms? Do you find yourself searching for answers on how to deal with imposter syndrome? You know, you're highly successful in many other areas of your life, but as a stepmom, you're anxious and confused. Is your biggest fear that your stepfamily battles are slowly destroying intimacy with your husband and impacting every other sacred area of your life? Hey, stepmama, I see you. I know it's hard. I know that you're tired of all those double standards. And that's why this podcast was created with you in mind, so that you can stop focusing on all those things that are dragging you down and start using the power, the gifts, and the influence that you already have to embrace God's call on you as a stepmom. It's time to stop searching for those divorce lawyers. Instead, it's time to gain wisdom on dealing with difficult in-laws, outlaws, and exes and become an influential voice in your blended family based on who God says you are. Hey, I'm Jen, wife, mom, stepmom, Jesus girl, pickleball lover, chief encourager, and new stepmama friend. And I can't wait to get started. It's time to stop playing small and start reclaiming the boldness and the courageousness that God has already given to you. Welcome to the podcast. I pray that this week's episode blesses you, encourages you, uplifts you, and most of all, I pray that you know you are not alone. Dedication to Stephen and Nathan caught in the crossfire of the birth of one family mingled with the death of another. You are loved. How can someone on the inside feel like such an outsider? Written and read by Jen Rogers. The stadium buzzed with excitement. Yes, there was a football game our team was likely to win. But the game wasn't the buzzing highlight of the evening. This special night featured a nod to high school seniors and their parents before the ready-to-conquer-the-world young men demonstrated their prowess on either side of the 50-yard line. My stepson loves the limelight, and this would be his kind of night. The coach would be proclaiming his accomplishments and graduation plans over the stadium loudspeaker while he walked onto the field with his parents. I know all about senior night. I'd been here years before with my two older daughters. I know this is an important milestone in a high school athlete's life. I also know the school administration plans this pivotal event months in advance. 
One key aspect of preparation would be the intake form given to the students to ask for information on their academic achievements, scholarships, post-graduation plans, and the names of their parents. My anger simmered as my thoughts lingered on how that intake form was likely completed. I know my stepson well enough to know my name would not be on it. At the time of his graduation, we had been a step family for five tumultuous years. Paradoxically, my husband Bill would have no idea of the school's preparation process. He often hovers at 30,000 feet, creating, envisioning, and imagining what's possible. I thrive on organization and details when I'm not co-piloting with my man or attempting to help him land the plane on the runway reserved for super planners. I'm not often at a loss for words, yet I couldn't string my thoughts together in a way to share my fear of rejection with Bill as we drove to senior night. Although he felt the coldness oozing from the core of my being, he didn't understand what led me to building the wall of silence. Can you relate? Are you caught up in the confusing role of stepmom? Perhaps you're fighting over different parenting styles, dealing with a difficult ex, feeling isolated, or experiencing anxiety and doubts about the best way to handle a new situation in your blend. You're not alone. All too often, stepmoms ask themselves, how can someone on the inside feel like such an outsider? We arrived early and sat down on the hot, sun-soaked bleachers together. A warm night for a football game, yet a perfect evening for the senior girls wearing off-the-shoulder fancy dresses and gowns. Five years in, and here I was, feeling like I didn't belong. Again. Encounters with Bill's ex-wife still created difficulties in our marriage and our relationship with his two sons. First call for parents. It's time to line up, blared the announcer. Well, that's easy, I thought to myself. No call for step-parents means I'm staying right here on the bench. A cop-out line of thinking that aligned with my desire to avoid the hurt I knew was coming. Ephesians 6.12 For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Bill expected to walk down to the field together, but I was stuck, clinging to the metal bleacher. I wrestled between honoring my stepson and protecting myself from yet another wound of rejection. In that moment, clinging meant preserving my dignity. Letting go represented obedience, loving my husband and my stepson more than my pride. Standing up, Bill extended his hand to join him on the field. Anger flashed in my eyes as I looked up. My best bud met my spewing sparks with quizzical ignorance. Dread and resentment filled me. Why wasn't my struggle obvious to my husband? What would you do in this situation? How would you be feeling? How would you want your husband to support you? I invite you to pause the recording and take a few moments to reflect on these questions. And when you're ready, come on back. I'll be right here. When couples decide to marry and create a step family, the focus is rarely on the creation of a new blend, 
their focus is on the joy and the excitement of their love affair. And that makes a lot of sense in this starry-eyed phase of the relationship. Love overlooks a multitude of faults until those faults show up in custody battles, disrespectful behavior from your kids, financial challenges related to child support or alimony, loss of intimacy as a couple, and the trauma of recovering from the hurt that precipitated the new family. Despite the nuclear family no longer being the norm in many countries around the world, there are few resources available for equipping couples for the inherent and inevitable tumultuous blending. Marriage preparation courses do not address the distinct challenges stepfamilies encounter, and many couples are unaware of the great help targeted advanced preparations offer. Couples can suffer tremendously under the stress of blending, leading many to divorce again. What if there was a way to calm the chaos and prevent divorce? Stepmama, no matter where you are on your family journey, you are a woman of influence who can make a difference in your stepfamily life. Are there things you'll need to let go of? Yes. Will you gain more control when you give those things up? Not necessarily. <laughs> and in fact, you'll begin to see how little control you do have and learn how to be okay with less control. Can prayer make a difference in your marriage? Definitely. Will you experience more confidence when you identify boundaries that work well for you? Yes. First things first. Let's start with you. The truth is, we simply don't have as much control as we would like to have. However, we do have influence. Our influence grows as our relationships develop in our blend. Much of the confusion, rejection, and isolation I experienced early on in my marriage was tied to unmet expectations. Sitting on that bleacher, I allowed past hurts to dictate what I was choosing in an effort to avoid future pain. I gave the fear of rejection power when I envisioned what it would be like to walk across that field and not be mentioned. What past hurts do you have that may be influencing how your future will unfold? I invite you to take a moment to pause the recording, and when you're ready, come on back. I'll be right here. Back to the bleachers. I had a choice to make. Participation or avoidance. Reluctantly, I grabbed Bill's hand to head down to the field. I wanted to be joyful for my husband. I failed miserably. My husband's ex-wife waved us over. We found our spot near the end of the line, the privileges that accompany you when your last name starts with an R. You know when you walk into a space and the air turns frigid quickly? Oh, the three of us were cordial and congratulatory but the underlying barometric pressure indicated a storm brewing. We're like many stepfamilies who, when seeking adjectives to describe their co-parenting relationship, would say strained or difficult or complex. I spied our graduate walking across the field at the same time I noticed oversized white buckets filled with long-stemmed red roses. I had forgotten about this senior night tradition. My heart rate elevated as I imagined nuking those roses with my eye lasers. I reminded myself to breathe naturally as I pushed away the image of rivers of red rose petals gushing out of the buckets. I knew those roses weren't meant for women like me. 
They were meant for the, quote, real moms, who would flash tear-glistened eyes like badges of honor. My eyes would remain dry, as if those buckets held only thorns of disappointment and accusations of, you are less than, you don't belong here. What girl grows up saying, I want to be a stepmom, or I want a bonus ex-wife? I can name no one who would desire this awkwardness and discomfort. I can, however, name many women who enjoy receiving roses. <laughs> Are you harboring anger or resentment towards your role as a stepmom? Ask God to strengthen you to better understand the stewardship role he has given you. Allow him to work on your heart so you can begin to release the emotions that create angst for you. Take a moment to write a note to God, asking him to guide you. Pause the recording and come back when you're ready. Marginalization cuts deeply. Awkward moments happen regularly in blended families. As Bill's son made his way towards us in the line, our eyes connected. I witnessed a slight hiccup in his step as he realized only one long-stemmed rose would be plucked from the bucket for his mom. There was a part of me who wanted to tell him, I get it, no worries, we're all learning as we grow together. Another part wanted to scream and holler about all of the sacrifices I endured for him. How could he possibly forget about all I had done for him? I clamped my mouth shut. My heart grew harder. We make jokes about the minds of teenage young men, but jokes are often based in truth. Those guys do forget things. Their ability to see how their actions have an impact on others has many more years to mature. Does knowing that change the hurt? No, but it creates an opportunity for grace. When have you felt marginalized or less than in your blend? What did you want to happen in that situation? How did you communicate your needs to your husband? I invite you to pause the recording and take a few moments to reflect on these questions. And when you're ready, come on back. I'll be right here. The Limelight Moment As our son's name was announced, one excited senior and three co-parents began walking across the field. How many people scratched their heads when they heard two parents' names instead of three? I can only share that it felt like every eye was glued to us in that moment. Walking in step with Bill and his ex, Bill and I on one side and his ex on the other, I was furious and deeply hurt that their names were announced together, as if they were still a married couple. I felt shame. This night was supposed to focus on celebrating our son's accomplishments, and I was too caught up in my own pain to feel joy in my heart for this special event. I felt embarrassed. Angered simmered as thoughts rushed through my mind with each step we took. Was I really that unimportant in this family? Were we even a family? I couldn't wait to get off that field. Mark eleven twenty five. And whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. For a while, I buried the hurt. Months would pass before I dug it up again, ruminated, and relived it. Then, I let go of the hurt, and only through God's grace 
I forgave my stepson. It took a little bit longer before I fully forgave my husband. Ultimately, I held Bill responsible for being unaware of the details of an event he'd never attended before. Forgiveness can be a hard lesson to practice when a woman's heart is hardened. Take a moment. Grab your journal. Are you harboring resentment or hurt towards someone? Would you be willing to consider forgiveness at this time? Pause the recording and take a few moments to record your thoughts. I'll be right here when you're ready. What to do when you don't know what to do. I had 21 years of marital experience before blending. 21 years of pretending, wishing, failing, desperate for a way out, dying a bit more inside each day in a marriage gone terribly wrong. I was confident those difficult lessons learned in my first marriage would prevent so much unnecessary hurt when I remarried. I couldn't have been more wrong. At first, I figured I'd nail it as a stepmama. I had decades of parenting under my belt, except I now had a bonus ex-wife, two boys who struggled with their new family structure, and a husband caught in the middle of insiders and outsiders. Two years into experiencing massive rejection, frustratedly co-parenting an ugly custody battle, and the changing relationships I was having with my biological daughters, I was exhausted. I was tired of the other woman's disruptive influence in my home. I was beginning to hate everything about blending. My resentment and my feeling invisible increased simultaneously. I had spent so much time dwelling on all the things I had lost after remarriage that I lost sight of the beautiful connection and intimacy Bill and I experienced when it was just the two of us. I was fearful and ashamed that I might fail again, but stubborn enough to fight for what I knew could be. It was time to figure out how to make this stepmom gig stop feeling so impossible. Even though I felt invisible, rejected, and very much an outsider, I knew those feelings weren't God's intention for me and my marriage. It was time to become an insider in my home. The result of this decision? Two more hard years of missteps, misunderstanding, and missed opportunities as Bill and I searched for answers that didn't involve a divorce lawyer. Then, we took all those mistakes and began to reframe them into our own kind of survival boot camp, if you will. Instead of judging, we got curious about the triggers and learned from them. We established new ground rules and we worked as a team. We created a vision and a mission for our blend. Soon, we'll celebrate eight years of marriage. Do we have it all figured out? Nope, we sure don't. But we do have the wisdom to be playful, intentional, curious, and willing to learn. We've rejected the shame, pray together each morning as a couple, regularly practice forgiveness, and embrace God's best for our marriage. There is hope in the heart of stepmama life. There is hope, stepmama, even when everything feels out of kilter. And let's face it, often things feel very much out of whack. I want you to know you are not alone. Your hurts are real. When we're the walking wounded, it's difficult to believe there is hope for our future. Yet hope remains. Are you ready to embrace a change? Are you ready to focus on God's best for you and your marriage? 
Let's gently lay aside the hurts and begin to envision the marriage and stepfamily legacy your heart desperately craves. Would you like to move from overwhelmed, anxious, and exhausted to confident, calm, and energized? For those of you following along in the Hold On to Hope book, you can see a chart of overwhelmed stepmom and action-taking stepmom. I invite you to grab your pencil and paper. And for those of you listening to the audio recording, don't worry, I've got you. First, I'll read The Overwhelmed Stepmom, and then I'll read the opposite of an action-taking stepmom. Write down the words or feelings that resonate with you as I read them. Okay, are you ready? All right, let's go. I'll first identify what it feels like to be overwhelmed and then give you the opposite of what it feels like when you take action. Overwhelmed and angry. Action-taking and content. No desire for intimacy versus intimacy is a priority. Volatile relationships are in an overwhelmed home, whereas the action-taking stepmom has a peaceful home. Overwhelmed means on the brink of divorce. Action-oriented means happily married. Overwhelmed is drowning in conflicting values, where action-takers focus on their blended values. Overwhelmed can be feeling lost or feeling disconnected. Action-takers have direction, and they experience family connection. Overwhelmed is hurting or fearful. Action-takers experience healing and boldness. Are you doubtful and confused or confident? In overwhelm, are you experiencing chaos? Or are you in the action-taking space of calm? Would you describe your blend as disastrous or exciting? Alone or isolated or teamwork? Would you say uninspired or inspired? In overwhelm, you might feel stuck in a rut. When you have an action plan, you will experience a visionary game plan. Now that we've gone through the list, which ones did you choose? How do you feel envisioning what could be? Take a few moments to record your thoughts. Pause the recording, and I'll be right here when you're ready to press play. Next steps. Find a stepmom community. We are created to do life together. Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 and 10 remind us that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Without a community of people who empathize with our pain, isolation and alienation threatens our happiness. In a community of stepmoms seeking to build and live an adventurous, exciting legacy, you'll find the support and tools you need so you and your husband can truly blend beautifully together. If you'd like to join our virtual community, we'd be honored to welcome you. Relationships are desperately messy, and that's exactly why we need each other. It is within this mess that we are reminded of our need for Jesus, the ultimate healer. My prayer for you is that you feel loved treasured, and filled with hope. 
So that's it. That's a chapter. Episode number 126 on Bold and Blended Stepmoms. How are you? How did that roll for you? I would love to hear from you. Please let us know. Just email us at friends at stepfamilypodcast.com. And if you are looking for a community, join us in the Facebook group. Here's why. You know when somebody says something much, much better than you can say it? <laughs> this is the reason why you should join the Facebook group. I'm so excited. I love, I love, 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 love this group. And I love this podcast and I love all, everything that it's about. So I'm just ready to be open and vulnerable and honest and get some good feedback. And I'm ready for it. You know, Lexi's right. It is happening inside the Facebook group. Look, being a stepmama, it's not for the faint of heart. If you are listening, you already know that this is some tough stuff. Inside the Facebook group, there's workshop opportunities, laser coaching, and prayer. It's a place where we know that we have a responsibility to work through the things that challenge us. And we know that we can do that because God's word tells us to be bold and courageous. All right, stepmama. You are indeed a bold and blended stepmom. Get inside that Facebook group and I'll catch you next time.